Hello and welcome to the first official episode of Geeking Out Over Star Wars. My name is Zachary, and I am joined by my co-host Shamari. Shamari, what's up, man? Hey, Zach. Uh, yeah, thanks for for having me on on the show and having me be part of the show. I'm I'm just very excited uh, to be here <laughs> um, and excited to talk about Star Wars. I, I I am so excited about this. Nervous, obviously. You've been doing this for a while. This is new for me. But I'm super excited. This kind of feels like the next logical step for us. How long have how long have we known each other now? Uh, oh boy, it's been uh, what uh, for maybe like uh, eight years, maybe seven, eight years, maybe. Yeah, it's got to. It's right because. Yeah, it's got to be seven or eight years, and we yeah. have almost always. Been, it started with Star Wars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it only makes sense that. Um, we kept, and every time we connected, it was almost always with Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes sense that the next step would be a podcast about Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I'm so excited you said yes to co-hosting the show. I'm excited to do this as often as possible. Um, yeah. and there's so much right now, it's, being a Star Wars fan, there's just so much content. So there's always going to be stuff for us yeah. to talk about. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much going on. I feel like this is a, a great time as well because we're kind of in a transitionary period uh, for Star Wars right now where we just finished the sequel trilogy. Um, of course, you have a lot of kind of divided feelings about that in the fan base, but there, we're, I feel like we're entering in and then, we just, of course, we just finished the second season of The Mandalorian. So I feel like we're just entering in a whole new... And we got all this new content announced so we're we're entering really a really exciting time period. There's going to be so much content. So this really does feel like the perfect time to kind of launch a new show. Right, new year, new stuff. Um, it's perfect, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm so excited. And we'll we'll get right into it. Um, for anyone listening, if you've clicked on this podcast, then you probably know what you're going to get. It, it says it all in the title. It is two friends, Shamari and I, just geeking out over all things Star Wars. Um, we have two major things we're going to talk about. Uh, the High Republic just started a few weeks ago, and we will be going into that. Um, but first, there was big news last week, and that was that Lucasfilm had Lucasfilm Games um, had rebranded in well into Lucasfilm Games, and everything that they had released, Fallen Order, um, everything Squadrons was has been put under that banner. Um, and EA is losing their exclusivity, and now Ubisoft is jumping in with a open-world game. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very good news. Um, a lot of people uh, don't like the EA Star Wars games. I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I, I very much enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think that's I think it's a fantastic video game. And I like the Battlefront games also. I mean, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about those as well. I enjoyed the first one and I enjoyed the second one. But uh, there's a lot of... The, the second one had a very rocky launch with the microtransactions and the... You know, and even the first one, um, you know, there's a lot of DLC and a lot of things where... Um, and the story for the second one didn't... It was extremely short. Mm-hmm. I liked it anyway, but it was very short. Um uh, uh, Fallen Order was great, uh, but there's a lot of, you know, EA is kind of known at this point mm-hmm. for doing stuff like this, just as a as a gaming company. So them not having that exclusivity, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's good. I think it's good for Star Wars. I think it's good for Star Wars games. 
and um, and I think them having this new Lucasfilm Games, you know, kind of uh, you know section of portion of Lucasfilm is, you know, I I just think it's a perfect. I think I think it's a wonderful move. I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. It almost feels like it almost feels like Lucas Arts uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, so I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, I you know it's one of those things. Um, EA has kind of it's got stagnant, right? In the last couple yeah. years, I think they realized after the rollout of the two Battlefronts um, and a couple mobile games that I think it was it was time they gave us Fallen Order. I, I agree with you, fantastic game. I love that game. Just jumped back in. Just uh, jumped back in recently. Um, Squadrons, Squadrons is great, yes. but I think they realized that they weren't sure at the beginning what they wanted to do. They finally found a groove, but I think Lucasfilm Games and this rebranding is showing that they also want to have a little bit of control over that and that there's um they they want they have a direction they might want to go or different stories they want to tell and that they knew that having exclusivity with EA just wasn't going to cut it. Um that being yeah. said, Ubisoft and when I when I first saw Ubisoft's name, I was a little worried. I I love I love the I like these I shouldn't say love. I like the Assassin's Creed games. Um, I like the Watch Dogs games. But a lot of what Ubisoft kind of feels, what Ubisoft puts out feels like the same thing. Uh, just with like a different layer, a different coating of paint on it. But then I hear that it's Ubisoft Massive, which is the company behind, which is the studio behind the Division games. Um, the Tom Clancy's The Division. And so from them, we're getting this open world game, which who doesn't want that? We, you, you and I, yeah. we love the Old Republic, um, yeah. and and who knows? So I mentioned the Old Republic. What do you? Where do you think an open world game? What? Where do you think it's going to take place? Uh boy. I mean, the 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 sky really is the limit when it comes to to Star Wars open world, right? I mean, the first question um, is always, you know, what time period is this taking place? Um, I mean, and it's funny because when you when you ask where is it taking place, it's it's almost like the question is really when is it taking place? Yeah, yep. because that shapes so much of what the game is going to be. Because <laughs> oh, the galaxy yeah. at different time periods is so vastly different. Um, it affects so much about the story, about what you are, what you're going to be doing. Um, I mean, I feel like. Um, I mean, I, re, the answer to all questions in terms of what I want is going to be Old Republic. Just, just <laughs> yeah. My fault. It's always going to be. I hope it's Old Republic, even though I know there's already an Old Republic, <laughs> the Old Republic game that's still going on now. But I hope it is something Old Republic related, um, and I hope, um, you know, and even if it's not Old Republic, hopefully it's. Um, I kind of want them to transition away from the time of the original trilogy and the immediate time before and immediate time after that. Cause I feel like they, Star Wars has been very focused on that time period mm-hmm. since he bought Lucasfilm. They've like been mostly focused. Even this, even the sequel trilogy is heavily focused on that time period. So I kind of want us to focus on to, I hope it's not in that time period. So I hope it's something where you can travel from planet to planet, similar to fallen order, but with more control over that where you can really just go just pick a plane and just go and just explore so that's what i'm hoping that it, that it is ideally i think that the most intriguing thing would be old, old, most intriguing would be old republic 
after that would probably be High Republic, mm-hmm. uh, because that's just that's the new period. So I want to see what that's like. And if not then if not that, then I would hope that it's something maybe in the prequel era. Though I'm not sure what story they do um, surrounding that. Uh, but that's what I would hope for. Um, but how about you? Do do you have any any particular hopes or or ideas? I, just like you, I think the older public comes to mind for probably. I feel like that's what comes to mind for most people when any new project is announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, rightfully so. It's an it's an area that's been explored, but not officially since right, Disney exactly. purchased it. And you're right, mm-hmm. Disney's kind of played it close to the vest um, with uh, with really sticking to the original trilogy a lot, especially it was yeah. once once Disney bought Lucasfilm. And they really. I think they played it safe and they didn't want to go too far back and they didn't want to, obviously they reconned everything and, and they made everything legends, but I think they were hesitant to cross over into that older public era and kind of touch anything that had been done there. And they wanted to just kind of branch out small, 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 while also focusing on the sweet sequel trilogy. Um, sure. I think the High Republic can make, would make sense for right now. And we know by announcing this now, we probably won't see a game for a few years, two, three, four years. Um, it makes sense that if they, they could tie it in there. Um, but I also feel like this is their chance to take ownership of the old Republic era because I think they don't have anything during that timeline. I don't think there's anything to do in the sequel timeline. They don't want to go past that. They aren't, they're not going to want to go past the sequels. I think that's, that's it. They're done with that for right now. Um, I think they're done with the original trilogy timeline. Again, they've they've done a lot, and I don't know what they would do in the prequel trilogy timeline. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's it's too small of a timeline for an open world game. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I think with um, and again, High Republic possible, but I think the Old Republic is a chance for them to start making things officially canon. Like we know Revan is canon now, um, and mm-hmm. a couple and 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 some and a few other aspects are canon but i think this is their chance to finally enter that era slowly and to give everyone this right wide-ranging story and to give their own take on the old republic um but again that's everybody's first inclination to go towards the old republic there's a new tv series oh it's gonna be the old republic project luminous oh it's gonna be the old republic (laughs) uh so we as fans are very excited for that and we want that but i'm not entirely sure where they're gonna go with it that being said though i'm incredibly excited for it I, I, obviously, we, you and I, we take more Star Wars wherever we can get it. Yeah. So, whatever it is, I'll obviously be playing the heck out of it. But hmm. I, I'd probably say I'm leaning towards the old Republic. I mean, I hope so. I, I really, I really do hope so. I've been asking for something old Republic really since Disney bought Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've just been asking for hoping. Okay, I hope they. You know, I know they now it's legends and it's not really there but i hope they do something um you know i think it would i mean i think it would make sense i know this high the high republic i I feel like it's it's supposed to be you know i guess disney's version of their old republic uh which makes me a little bit nervous i know it seems like they have plans for the old republic i believe kathleen kennedy has said so or she's hinted at that at least in like some comment she's made um those is very it's kind of unclear but uh but um but that makes me it, make, it gets make me a little bit nervous because i know they had this high republic and i'm excited for it um but i hope they're not trying to just say oh well this is gonna be our old republic quote unquote and 
this will just replace it and people would just love this and it's like well probably it probably won't be i'd be shocked if the high republic were was as good as the old republic in terms of the the all the just all the sith all the villains all the kind of all the lore everything from that time period i'd be shocked if the high republic was able to 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 um uh, I don't know. Was able to be as good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the old Republic is my my. I probably think it's my. I think it's my favorite time period, um, in Star Wars. Um, outside of I guess just the movies, of course. The movies are the movies, but, um, so yeah. I mean, I I hope they do the old Republic, uh, in this game, um, you know, and if not this game, then hopefully in something soon. <laughs> Please, please, please. I, you know, you have a you have a bigger, um, you have a stronger connection to that old republic era. Now, I I actually I'm gonna get my fan card revoked for this. I have not played Knights of the Old Republic. I've I've Boy. played the Old Republic, the um, MMO, but I have not played Knights of the Old Republic. I'm assuming you have. Um. So I played the first one. And I did not play the second one, which may get my fan card revoked. No, I see you're you're already you're at a, already at a better place than I am. You're you're good. Mine mine will be gone in a few days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, sh- I really should jump on. I know that they're easy to find. Yeah, and they've been re-released tons of times, and yeah, I... that's one thing they have. Disney has been good with, and Lucasfilm is like re-releasing all these old games. We got Bounty Hunter, we got um, mm-hmm. yeah. Pod Racer. So it. Yep. Are, it's definitely yeah. you can get I can get I know I can get Knights of the Old Republic on tablet I just haven't taken that leap I'll get there I'll get there that being said I this would be outside of the MMO if Disney were to do that and I'll, you, we've talked about this going back years I'm very much a new canon person so I I'm yeah. only I'm mostly concerned unless I see something being hinted at that I can learn from legends I'm mostly concerned with canon material whatever has been published since disney purchased lucasfilm um so for me i i don't feel an impetus to go back and explore those stories as much so for i would love to see disney give us a glimpse of this for me and people like me who are either new or are just sticking to canon stuff um yeah yeah i mean i i'm i'm pretty much the same I mean, I really started digging into uh, non-canon stuff shortly before uh, Disney bought Star Wars. <laughs> and then uh, all that stuff kind of didn't matter. Or, well, I mean, depending on who you ask, I guess. But it doesn't matter in terms of canon, in terms of what's what actually happened. Um, uh, but I'm mostly the same way, you know, which... I don't know. Not to deviate too much off topic, but do you, do you think Disney should do something with the, with this whole legends and and, uh, um, and and certain things? I know that they they seem to be recanonizing things like Revan and you know other stuff. They seem to be recanonizing things that were not canon before, um, Thrawn and and so on. They seem uh, so to be they picking it up too, right? Yeah. Like it seems to be they're starting to recanonize a little more loosely. Like they're more. Um, they want to, I, that is a great question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, hmm. I guess, you know what? Cause I have heard there are great stories, obviously, um, in, in, in legends. And then I've heard there are some not great stories 
in Legends. And from what I've heard, those not so, not great stories need to kind of stay away. And I don't I don't want them. Wasn't right. Chewbacca crushed <laughs> by a moon or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of the other, yeah, that's one of the worst ones. Yeah, no, no, I I can I can do without that. Um, uh, so I think it was it made sense from a business standpoint to to kind of say, okay, we need to create our own material, start a new candidate, allow newcomers to come in without feeling overwhelmed, right. um, and we can really do what we want to do without having to worry about, oh, can this work because we already have this novel. So wiping the slate clean for everything that wasn't George Lucas created, um, it made sense. It made a lot of sense. Um I don't know. Where are you at with that, though? Because you've read more Legend stuff. I still have... You are the one who told me to pick up Darth Plagueis. I gotta tell you, it's still sitting on my shelf, and I haven't I haven't touched it yet. It's, oh, what, boy. six years now? So... Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think of all the Legend stuff, I think that's probably the... I think that's the one thing that I would recommend everyone pick up, even though it's not canon. I would still recommend that, that, that you check that one out, <laughs> just because it's so, like boy i have to because that that is one that i think also because i think plagueis will probably play into the new acolyte series but we'll say that we'll i want i'll say we'll save that for another conversation but i i know that legends i should i i should probably go back because a good story is a good story right yeah um so i don't know and and i feel like plagueis is very easy to to keep kind of just keep as headcanon because it's not it doesn't it doesn't affect anything you know that can be that can easily still that can be canon now and it doesn't you know it really doesn't affect anything because because disney hasn't touched plagueis which i think is i don't know if that's on purpose i, I don't know if if they're if because that book is fantastic and you know i haven't heard anything anyone say anything negative about it so i don't know if they have any plans for that or anything like that but um but yeah, honestly, when it comes to just canon, to to the non-canon legends material, I I, I kind of wish, honestly, I wish that they would take some of the material, uh, like Pl- Darth Plagueis. Honestly, I think that's a very good example. Like like things like that, where it's not you know, it's not going to change the universe really in any major way, and. You know, if you canonize this book, you know, it's not, you know, kind of chaining Lucasfilm to any kind of, to really anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes place really just right before, uh, um, you know, right before the, the prequels. It's so true, and if, we have nothing, yeah. they haven't explored that era. Yeah, they haven't explored that era. It's not an era that is, that is uh, you know, it spans a whole lot of time. So... You know, it really doesn't do them any harm. So I kind of wish that they would take stuff like that and just say, "We brought this into canon now. This is this is in a part of our canon. This actually happened." Boom. Yeah, I don't think it hurts them in any way. So I kind of wish they would do that. But I, I think they can do that for everything. And I'm I'm kind of neither here nor there with it completely because I again don't have that connection to it. But they probably can do that if they wanted to for anything that's pre prequel era. They, they forget anything Probably, after the yeah. prequels because they have contradicted right. it with their own exactly. storytelling. And for the most part, I, the novels we have gotten from Disney have been good. Like, I, I don't think they... I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's been any... There, some are better than others. Um, but 
I don't think there's been any complete dud that makes any fan go, oh, can't read this. Everything, you know, Legends during this era was better. No, no, they haven't done that at all. Um, I mean, there are, I've read, I've gotten through most of the books that have come out. There's there's a very select few that I have not touched. I think there's one, there's one Luke Skywalker story. I forget what it's called, but I didn't touch it because I just heard it was bad. So I'm like, all right. And, and so, so I, I, I wanted to get it, but I was like, I heard it's bad. I'm like, I just don't feel like getting through a bad, you know, Luke Skywalker story that, that has no major effect on the on the universe. So I'm, I'm like, like, all right. I'm trying to remember. Was it one of the middle grade? It wasn't one of the middle grade novels, was it? No, it was it was an it was an adult uh, novel, but it was um, uh, yeah. I just it was not very well reviewed. So I was like, ah, I, I think I'll skip this one. Um, and I didn't love um, the uh, uh, what call it the one with with Kanan. Oh, a new um, dawn. I didn't love a new dawn. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't love a new dawn. I kind of just disregard that for the most part. Um, and the first aftermath book I thought could have been better. Oh, the other two yeah, we we agree on that one. <laughs> the other two I actually liked a lot, but the first one was eh. So, but everything else, honestly. I have enjoyed, at least on some level. I, I and there's something I love. So yeah, I think I think the books have been have been great. I I love the expanded material. Um, and the same goes for the comics. Most of the comics as well. So I like the material they do. You know, I think they could expand the the time periods and again maybe do some something old republic. I know we're getting high republic stuff now. Uh, so uh, so yeah, they just have to kind of expand the time periods more. Quick aside, I actually just finished the, uh, I finally finished the Aftermath trilogy, um, after not liking that first one, but I did finally finish Life Debt and Empire's End, and very pleasantly surprised by, by how much I enjoyed that, by those yeah. two. Um, yeah. That, but, quick aside, we can, we can talk about that. I kind of, just to wrap up this portion of it, um, and tie it back in, so we're talking about Legends, um, becoming canon, and them taking it, do you want them do you see them, and then do you want them to take anything from the Knights of the Old Republic and everything that's already been established in terms of the old expanded universe and use in their own Old Republic initiative? Um, is anything that I would specific? Let me see. I personally, uh, so. Uh, you know, I know they're canonizing Revan, which is nice. Um, I think that's good. Um, I think they should... Honestly, when it comes to what I think they should do in terms of the Old Republic, I don't need them to canonize specific arcs necessarily um, or necessarily specific storylines. Um, like, I know uh, there were some extremely extremely powerful villains in the Old Republic and, and, and stuff, and and if they didn't, if they wanted to go a different route, I'll be fine with that. Like if they wanted to change some things with regards to, let's say, the Sith, Sith Emperor and how powerful he was, which I don't particularly love about the Old Republic. I didn't love everything about the Old Republic, like how powerful the Sith Emperor was. I'm not, in, I'm not in love with that. I think it's a little, I think it's a little on the, on the, uh, uh, absurd, a little bit uh, for you know Star Wars. So I mean, if they didn't want to take everything. I'd be fine if they, if, but I would, I would care more about them keeping the origins, which it seems like they've done for the most part, like the Jedi, like the origins of the Jedi and the Sith. They, they, they have actually, and I think there's yeah. um 
what's interesting is, um, and I don't know if we'll get into it today, but the couple of the the High Republic novels, um, both A Test of Courage and Light of the Jedi, have mentioned the Great Sith Wars, um, right. in passing. Yeah. So it'll be um, so there's that history there already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I that's more so what I um, would like them to do. Keep the keep the old history, you know, and then keep the. I think the general conflict in the general timeline of uh, the Jedi Order and the Sith Empire, you know, they have their factions, they have the planets that they have, and, and they're at war. And they've kind of always been at war since the original uh, war between the Jedi and the Dark Jedi turn, end up becoming the Sith. Mm-hmm. And I want them to keep that general, that, that kind of general conflict in place. I, I think that's a wonderful sandbox for writers and for storytellers as we saw in knights of the old republic the old republic mmo in the various novels that they've created which i i like all the novels all the old republic novels that were created including darth bane which is also fantastic i mean get on that one yeah that's another one oh my gosh so they need to i wish i hope that they can just keep that for that general uh format of what the universe was like at that time and at that point and then some of the characters like Revan, maybe bring Malgus back, maybe a few others, and just and then just do what you want. So that's that. I'd be happy with that. I'd be more than satisfied with that. Um, I'm 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 in agreement. I don't know. I I mean I know I know most of those characters because just other appearances and and read up. But um, I I agree. And so hopefully, hopefully that's what we get. Um, moving on to our our main topic for today. Uh, we didn't get Old Republic from Star Wars, and people might have as- were hoping maybe Project Luminous was that. Um, but we did get the High Republic, Lucasfilm's new publishing initiative, um, set during a timeline that hasn't been explored at all by, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but by from Expanded Universe Legends stories, this era, 200 years, 300 years before The Phantom Menace has not been explored before. I believe you're. I believe you're right about that, but uh, you know, I'm sure someone out there may may correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, some somebody would. Um, that is. So we have now the High Republic, and this was launched two two weeks ago, um, with Light of the Jedi, the adult novel by Charles Soule, A Test of Courage, the middle grade novel by Justina Ireland, and the High Republic, the comic series, um, by Kevin Scott, uh, written by Kevin Scott, and. This is a, like I said, 200 years before the before the prequel trilogy, before the Phantom Menace, and we are being introduced to a completely different galaxy, um, an unexplored Outer Rim territory. Uh, the Jedi are really pushing into the frontier, this new frontier of the Outer Rim. It's a, a time of peace in, in the galaxy, something we have not seen before, Um before we go into our first impressions, because I know that we're at different places with it, um, mm-hmm. but we, we have both we have both uh, dipped our toes in. So let's go back to the end of February. Project Luminous was revealed as the High Republic. Um, we're two months removed from the Rise of Skywalker. We are just starting the seventh season of Clone Wars. Amazing, by the way, but seventh season of Clone Wars. Um where's your head at where what were you thinking when this was revealed 
that is a good question. I my head was uh, it was very positive, um, uh, which is I mean I tend to be more optimistic when it comes to <laughs> really any new Star Wars most new Star Wars projects that are announced. Uh, but with this in particular, because it's a new time period or, you know, they announced it's a High Republic new time period. And, um, you know, I like like a lot of fans out there was hoping it would be something Old Republic related. Uh, so it was a little bit of disappointment, but it was mostly excitement. I was mostly excited because I think this is a step in the right direction uh, for Lucasfilm in terms of them really, truly creating new content. Um, and that's one thing about the sequel trilogy I didn't love is that it felt very, it, it just felt very reminiscent of the original trilogy. It just, just almost in a copy paste kind of way where it was just the same. There were things I loved, liked about the sequel trilogy, but, but that was, it was always like, I, I really wanted something new from, you know, from more from when I get a new star Wars, like I want something create innovative. And this feels really innovative. So I was very excited when I heard about this. Um, and I was just intrigued. Uh, so that's where I was at the time. I'm with you probably neck and neck. The uh, excitement about Star Wars all the time. So there's anytime we get anything new, a new episode, a new book, always excited. Um, but with the same reasons as you, it was exciting to see Lucasfilm going one in a new direction giving us a new era, not sticking so close to the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy, um, but also a level of planning we hadn't seen before. So Project Luminous was revealed, um, I want to say maybe about a year earlier, maybe before that, um, and it was it was very obvious at the beginning that they were planning this out. The, the writers they had recruited, the story group, they all met at Skywalker Ranch multiple times, and a long time before this, was a couple years ago. I think at either late 2018 or 2019, they were meeting to discuss the stories and to map out this new era of Star Wars. And we we know from the sequel trilogy that they did not do that. Lucasfilm right, did exactly. not do that when they were planning the sequel trilogy. They hired three directors, different visions. They had no one unifying direction. And it gave us a mess of a trilogy. If for all the high points that we may both have... There are, yeah, you know, one could say just as many low points. Low points. Um, mm -hmm. So for them to be actually planning this out, realizing one, starting with books, it's a safe place because you're kind of testing out the audience and testing out not on the general public. So you don't have to worry about the financial security of a movie. So the the publishing initiative makes more sense for an undis, undis you know, unexplored era of Star Wars. But that's what I was probably most excited about, the fact that, one, unexplored era, but two, planning. And and from all accounts, this was going to be a big project. It wasn't going to be small. It was an initiative that was going to go on and on. And as we've learned, this first phase, called Light of the Jedi, and we'll get more into that, goes into 2022. And then we get, we're going to get Quest of the Jedi, if I'm correct, and Trials of the Jedi, which means we're probably going to go for another three, three years from now. Which is, it's exciting because it, it, it really signals a vision and dedication and commitment to delivering stories and sticking to this timeline and then tying it all back into somehow the prequel trilogy because that's just what 
and and everything else right. because that's what they want to do. They want to make sure everything fits on this broad tapestry that is the Star Wars universe. So that's what I was excited about. So how what have you gotten into so far in the two weeks since since it first released? What have you gotten into? So I'm about a third of the way through the um, uh, the novel Light of the Jedi uh, by Charles Soule. And I finished the first issue of the High Republic comic uh, by Kavan Scott. Um, okay. So that's so that's so that's what I've done so far in terms of of how much of the material I've gotten through. Um, I'm sure once I finish the Light of the Jedi, I'll be able to get through the Young Readers novel by Justina Ireland. I should I should be able to get through that pretty quickly. Yeah, that is. Oh, I gotta be. I gotta be. For some weird reason, I'm taking longer than expected to get through it. But don't. That is not indicative of anybody else. That's probably just my reading style. Um, but yeah, no, that'll that'll be faster to get through. Um, I have I've made it. I finished the Light of the Jedi uh, within days after it released. I just mm-hmm. went on a reading binge. I was reading for four hours at a night. Um, I did read the mm-hmm. first issue, like you did. Originally, I was going to wait until I finished A Test of Courage because. Charles Soule had mentioned that, oh, reading order, recommended reading order, Light of the Jedi, Test of Courage, first issue, and then Into the Dark, Claudia Gray's novel coming out in February. So originally I was going to do that, but then you told me you read it, and I was like, you know what, let me be prepared for this, let me read it, loved it, so glad I did that, and it didn't spoil anything. If you've read Light of the Jedi, um, that's the biggest thing, obviously, um, the issue spoils a little bit of Light of the Jedi, so um, you spoiled yourself there a bit, but nothing major. Obviously. Yeah, a little bit. nothing major. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like you know. I was like, oh, why? <laughs> Just why did I even do this? So it, was, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So, so you uh, are you finished the first third of Light of the Jedi. Um, and, and let me, I'm just going to kind of paint this picture for anyone listening. Most people who are listening to this probably do know what higher, or at least have heard of the new High Republic stuff from Luke, from Lucasfilm, but I'm going to, I kind of want to set it up. So it's 200 years before the Phantom Menace, the Jedi and the Republic are at unseen heights and levels of peace and prosperity through the galaxy. Um, there are hints that something before this High Republic era, what not so great, um, and Lena So, the current chance- chancellor, has what in in motion her plan for great works. One of those great works, Starlight Beacon. Now, Starlight Beacon is in the outer room and it's outer rim, and it's supposed to kind of be this beacon, uh, for lack of a better word, for prosperity and peace in the outer rim, a place where people can come to if there are disputes, where the Jedi will be stationed, where the Republic can help people, can ship off goods and conduct trades and kind of bring control and order to that system to to the outer rim and all those systems um now the first you you've made it through the first third of light of the jedi and that is really what sets off this entire high republic initiative and that is the great disaster so uh without going too much it's a big big disaster and it has consequences on the entire galaxy what are your impressions? Because that's that's pretty much what you've made it through. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so right there, and I think that's all we'll talk about because I don't want to get into specifics about anything else. What are your impressions so far of Light of the Jedi and, and the Great Disaster? Um, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued. Um, 
you know, I think having, I, I think it was smart to kind of have the uh, kind of a massive kind of horrible event <laughs> to, to kind of bring the giant into action. Cause the first question you ask is, okay, everything's going so great. Uh, you know, what are, what are we doing here? What, what's the issue? What's the conflict? Um, I'm, you know, obviously I haven't gotten too, too far into the book. So I'm very curious about the Nile and, you know, learning more about them and, and seeing where the conflict leads and everything. Uh, so, you know, there are obviously a lot of questions to be at, to be answered, but, uh, it's off to a decent start. Um, uh, there are a lot of uh, there are a decent amount of new characters, uh, so I think it is. Uh, I, th- I think for me the challenge so far, I think the comic, I think the comic helped honestly in terms of helping me visualize. I agree. What the era looks like, because that was probably the biggest, the big, I think the biggest challenge uh, for me, because I was like, okay, what do what is this? Because they described it the, everything in the book, and I really liked the descriptions because I was like boy, this is really different, you know, even, you know, we're so used to just, okay, you have your starfighter, you have your, you know, it kind of generally it's going to look something like this, kind of like an X-Wing, kind of like this, but, but it looks very different in, in the High Republic. And, and I like the, the kind of almost like a, like a regal kind of, of, of uh, vibe you get from the Jedi. And it's kind of like, um, you know, they're more like knights, so so it's really, I like that aesthetic. And I think the comic kind of helps you helps you kind of really put that into the book. <laughs> so so I think that's really I think that's really cool. I need to I want to I want more characterization from from the Jedi so far because I want to really I want to get to know them. And I think I think we will as as we get into more even more books even beyond Light of the Jedi. Um, uh, uh, because I, I think I think Kevin Scott's doing a really good job of that in the in the comic. And I think we'll get more of that in that comic and in in other things. But that's that's I think that's more so where I'm at right now is who are these Jedi? Because we don't know much about them. Uh, the tragedy, uh, you know, the great disaster is is a good start in terms of the conflict and, and what's happening. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I think I think and I'm, I need to see more. I, I'm in, I'm intrigued, um, but I'm not you know blown away yet. I, mm-hmm. I still have to learn more about the characters. I when you said a decent amount of new characters, that was putting it mildly. Yeah, um, it's yeah, a lot. It's, to, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of. Um, yeah. I was constantly pulling up the Star Wars website and kind of just like yeah. looking at the characters they had released to get a to get an idea and try to remember their names. Um, pretty proud of myself. I'm actually pretty sure I can name most of the major characters throughout the whole book, but that's that I'll put the gloating aside. Um, I do agree also that the comic does a really good job. Um, if you pick it up and you kind of want to get an idea of what this whole thing looks like, um, it's really good for painting an image in your head. Um, and giving you a sense of the aesthetic and and the colors and the vibrancy and just everything new and different about it. Um, I obviously I can't. It's hard for me to look back on just the first first third of the book and right. because I I've, mm-hmm. I've read the rest of it. And I I will say this: 
it is one of my favorite Star Wars books, uh, hands down. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, again, not having read Legends, it's one of my favorite Star Wars books published since uh, Disney took over. Um, I think you're going to hear this played over and over again, and I'm going to feed into it. But yes, it is It is new, but it still feels like Star Wars. Mm. And it feels like Star Wars, but it feels new. Mm. Um, and I think Charles Soule does this wonderful job, especially in that first part as we're getting the great disaster, yep. of really painting the despair in the galaxy and everybody affected by this horrendous event. But then also really painting the Jedi as this force for hope and good that we haven't seen before. Everything's yeah. going to like everything's going to shambles by the time we roll around in the prequels. So exactly. to really see yeah. them at the height of their power and for people to believe in them, like I thought that the the light the light and the dark, for lack of a better phrasing, really is perfectly illustrated here by charles soul especially in that first third that great disaster i mean that really really just set me up for the rest of the book um mm -hmm. so the comic series takes place at the end of the book a test of courage takes place towards the second half um of the light of the jedi really light of the jedi encompasses everything uh, i do think that we will most likely be doing a full dive into this um, come, okay. I want to say February after Into the Dark comes out and, um, hopefully we can do a full nice breakdown of a lot of the big tidbits to take away going forward, um, yeah. into the rest of the initiative. Um, again, once Into the Dark comes out and we can get this nice broad overview of the whole first wave, um, I will say this, it seems like because the comic series starts at the very end of Light of the Jedi, that the comic series is, again, Look at this lack of this lack not lack, I'm sorry, this this planning that they have that was lacking before that the comic series every month will start at the end of the Je light of the Jedi and then kind of keep going until we hit wave two, tying everything together from this first wave mm -hmm. and then to the second wave of books that starts in June. So that's exciting. That's kind of we keep getting a dose of the High Republic um, as we move till June. And of course, we still have Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, which who has become one of my favorite Star Wars authors or authors, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like she, yeah, she's fantastic. I, I've loved all the Star Wars books that she's written. And I mean, honestly, I also think another benefit to this whole initiative is just the kind of like the, the, the great lineup of authors that they have that they're working with. Um, I mean, Charles Soule, I've read all of his Star Wars comics, and they're some, they're some of the best stuff out there, honestly. Oh, that Darth, uh, that Darth Vader run is oh, still that just... Darth Vader. It's, so, it's fantastic. I mean, it's so good. And, I mean, all I mean everything he's done, I've loved. And, um, you know, uh, I liked uh, Kevin Scott's uh, Dooku novel. Mm -hmm, that was really mm -hmm. good. Oh, that is a I audiobooks for Star Wars are always fantastic, but I love that whole production. Yeah, it was yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was it was great. Um I feel like they have a lot of really they have a lot of very, very talented writers. And the fact that they're also they're also like coordinated, so well coordinated. Did you see the the kind of like round table discussion that they had? They posted online? The one when it first started? I mean the like the launch discussion they had done? Uh it was it was shortly I think it was like a, a, either a day before or a few days before 
Light of the Jedi came out. Oh yes, then yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, and and like they they, they were so like tuned in, and it seemed so well planned. Everything seems so like you mentioned. It's such a stark contrast to what we what we ended up getting with the sequel trilogy, and and it just it. I was like, this is what you. This is how you craft a good story and how you shape a universe well. So I have I have a lot more faith in these in these writers specifically um, that I know that they can create a good story and the story group is going to make sure it all makes sense or make sure that it all, it all fits neatly. And, you know, I feel like when they do that, we get good stories mm-hmm. similar to, um, uh, I think I, I watched when I finished fallen order, I kind of watched their behind the scenes thing that they had, uh, uh, as well. And you kind of saw them doing similar, having these kind of discussions with the game developers about, okay, what are we going to do? And this is what the story is going to be. And, you know, it, when you plan, when you sit and you plan, <laughs> things turn out well. So I feel like we're getting that here. And I like that you said that Light of the Jedi is, is so great. So now I'm even more enthusiastic about getting into it. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I feel I have a good feeling about this. No no pun intended, obviously. But I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> the, I, I, I also really like the, when watching that round table discussion that they did that panel right before the right before light of the jedi dropped they're all kind of um shifting duties right they're all they're all they're all switching it up come wave two so yeah claudia gray is working on something we don't know i like how justina ireland is moving from the middle grade to doing the young adult book daniel jose older is moving from um the what is it the all readers comic series uh high republic adventures to the middle grade novel um and they're kind of rotating and they're rotating duties, and it just keeps it fresh. They keep bringing different ideas. They're on the same page, obviously, so nothing's contradicting. Um, tones aren't contradicting, which we saw in the sequel trilogy. Um, right. Not to drive that home too much, but this kind of planning does make me really, really excited. Um, and I think Lucasfilm in general has kind of learned their lesson, which is also exciting. And I think they've they're in their groove. They are in their groove right now between yeah. all of the TV, um, all of the TV announcements with the Mandalorian season two being absolutely phenomenal, which I was on your show uh, to, to talk about. Yep. And, uh, you know, with Ahsoka coming out with the book of Boba Fett, with all the other series, the Bad Batch, season seven Clone Wars, this High Republic initiative. And by slowing the movies and trying to figure out which ones they really want to do. Um, they just, they're in their groove. They figured out what works. They're not rushing anything and they're taking the appropriate amount of time to really plan it out. And so I think this is a great way to kind of wrap up everything that we're, it's this era of Star Wars. It's exciting. The high Republic, um, because it's indicative of the entire new strategy. I think Lucasfilm is employing and just, you know, really doubling down, working with creators and planning things out. Yeah. 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 I'm in, I'm in full agreement. I mean, this is, this really is a, you know, I think this is a, a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Everything is, everything that's coming out is great. <laughs> it, it really it, is. It's all, qual- I mean, it's been quality lately. Yeah. I, that, it's been great. It really has been quality lately. Um, so I'm excited uh, to, I can't wait to get your thoughts on Light of the Jedi when, when you finish that. Um, 
and then I can't wait to break all of that down. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so if you're listening, stay tuned for that in the coming weeks and the coming months. We will definitely be going heavy into the High Republic. Of course, there's a bunch of other news and announcements and other releases that we'll be covering, um, and we'll be talking about that. So we hope you join us. Uh, Shamari, thank you so much for doing this. This is, this was incredible, oh, and I, I had so much more, so much fun with this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm I'm so glad to be doing this. <laughs> and like I said, that you you are a veteran at this, and you've been doing this for a while. I've been on this show. Now, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can find me. Um, I am. Uh, you can find me on on most of the social medias. So I'm on Instagram at mcsham22. I am. Uh, you can find my. Uh, I'm also on Snapchat at mcsham22. And you can find me, uh, or you can, if you want to check out uh, our show, um, I have a podcast as well. It's called The Imperial Broadcast, um, and it is a part of the uh, New Generation, it's spelled N-U, uh, the New Generation uh, Podcast Network, which you can find on on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you'll, you'll find it. And um, we're also on YouTube at New Generation Media. Uh, so that that's where you'll be able to find our stuff. Uh, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. I love everything that you guys do at whole podcast network. Oh. Um, so and and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, you guys have me back and I can I can talk some more Star Wars with oh, you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Uh, Shamari, thank you again. Everyone who's listening, thank you for listening and for joining in. Um, and we will see you next time. <laughs>